Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with LA Nick and Annie Brand Bernard. Catherine will be here eventually, and uh, we got a couple of great guests coming up on the show today. We'll get to it right after this with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. The first time. <laughs> it's a little quiet. Isn't that what that is? Yes, it yeah. is. Ever I saw your face. There she goes. What do you think of that action? You know, today's Ash Wednesday. Is it? Today is Ash Wednesday, For 46 days to Easter. Uh, 40. 40, yeah. It's 40, 40 days. Yeah, it's 40 days of Lent. 40. Oh, so, yeah. Everything in the Bible has 40s, not 46s. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, no sixes. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I suppose no sixes. Yeah, no I suppose sixes. that's true. So what, are you giving something up for Lent? Yeah, radio. <laughs> 
Todd, I was begging people today because I, you know, Zepp came back to the show today, and we're trying to get Galfan to come in and do a feature every week, and Tuttle maybe come in and answer phones. You know, get a lot, get the old band back together, right? How was uh, Zepp being back? It was great. It was really nice to have Mick back in there. But uh, apparently, somebody somebody posted on Facebook last night. I think they're bringing uh, Tony Lee and Zepp back so they can buy Tom's contract out. And I'm going, on the air, I go, please, please, please buy my contract out. out. Dear Jesus. <laughs> please buy it out. I'll Let sit at home and do nothing. On this Ash Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> do me a favor. God, that would be a godsend. Yeah, wouldn't it? Buying out your contract? My God, that's got to be one of the greatest things that ever happened to anybody. Yeah, especially since you just Did they re-signed. give you a full price? Well, they'd have to. Yeah, I just re-signed a guaranteed contract, so they have to pay me all of it. Hmm. Honey, do something, I'll get fired. Come on. Me? Well, what could yeah. I do? I don't know. That'd be annoying. <laughs> she just gives me, she just gives me a dirty look. So I was, I, I didn't even know it was Ash Wednesday because you used to be able to walk around and uh, see a lot of people with ash on their forehead. Yep. But you don't yeah, see, anymore. you don't see that anymore. No, you don't. Well, in, not at all. in Philadelphia, well, you in Philadelphia, you would. In New York City, you would. Yeah. You not do. here, but not, not here. Not in Minnesota. No, nope. I've seen it. No, I don't Rarely. Know anymore, I've seen it at the grocery store. Oh, apparently they're in some countries with the coronavirus. They're not actually giving people the ash on their forehead. They're just sprinkling it on them because they well, don't want to have any human contact. Yeah, I talked. That's to, how bad this coronavirus is. I talked is. to some friends in Italy yesterday, and they're pretty worried about it. It's there's fifty thousand people in quarantine in Milan, which is not far from where oh, they are. Man. Um, they can't find the reason why in Italy is that people are worried because they can't find that person. They can't find the original source. From oh, most other really? countries, they know who it, they they found the per, person zero, but in Italy, they have mm-hmm. not found person zero. Yeah, that's not good. They got to find person zero. There's no getting around it. Remember, they tried to claim that that uh, what was his name, Guy. What the hell was his name? It's supposed to be patient zero of, of the AIDS virus in uh, the Western Hemisphere. And they claimed it was a guy that worked for Air Canada named Guy something. I can't remember. But it turned out that somebody just made that up, that it wasn't even true. That's, oh. all, that's half so why, most of the things in the world today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not even half. It's most. Yeah. Most of the things out there are just completely psychotic. I just, I don't know what to tell you, but... Um, I do have a big, big problem with uh, with Washington D.C. and Chuck Schumer taking uh, shots at the president about the coronavirus, saying we're not prepared. We are prepared. That's way out of line for you to be using people dying as a political tool. They'll do anything to and get you, elected. You know, really? anything. This has happened a dozen times in the last twenty oh, years with different yep. viruses. This isn't the first or first go around. No. I just, I really wish they would stop with that stabbing each other right in the back. It's getting really old for me, I will tell you that. Well, they I think the problem with this virus is is that they don't know the origin. They still don't yep. know. And they have that they have that lab right outside of Wuhan. Yep. Oh, it's the number which makes one it a virus, little bit scary. It's the number one virus research center in the world. Yeah, it's a bit of a so, coincidence. And a doctor yeah. told him, a, a doctor who worked there was the, one of the first people to get it. Mm-hmm. So, God, two plus two, you know. Yeah, that is. <laughs> what does that equal again? Two plus two? I forgot. I don't remember. Well, they're they're still saying that they don't know the origin. Well, that's China. They China are, but, says a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
That is very true. Coronavirus is now on six continents. So what is it? Uh, you talk about the South Pole, uh, the, the only Antarctica. Is that the only one it's not? Probably. I don't think there's much of it in Africa right now. No? There's not much in Africa? Uh, no. I think it is. But not a lot, though. No. Well, there's not a lot of it in the United States. No, Iran has a lot of it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, which is interesting. Iran's yeah. got a lot of it. Italy's got a lot of it. I don't know what the hell that's all. Why is that? Why know. Iran? Where Chinese people go India. to vacation, I suppose. Chinese to people Iran? go to Iran? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. They don't Apparently, like you, man. Um, I wouldn't go there. <laughs> according to Melissa, a lot of, uh, forget what it was, it was like Irish people or something go to Turkey. So Well, they used to. And so did a, a lot of Italians used to go to Turkey, too, but not anymore. Oh, well, oh I didn't know that. Okay. So why don't they go anymore? Because they're treated poorly or something? Well, Turkey has changed. You know, yes. yes. It's it's, it's uh, become more radical, and yes. it's not safe anymore to go there. My aunt used to go there. My, oh, aunt, my aunt actually married a Turkish man, and my aunt lived in Turkey. And because uh, the, the 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 Jewish Italian princesses, they can pass off as Turkish real easy. Mm, that's true, yeah. And uh, true. they go over there and they blend right in. But uh, you can't go. If they find out now that you're not Turkish, you're you're done. You're not Muslim. You're done. And, and what's the big problem? You have to be a Turkish Muslim, otherwise they hate you. Pretty much, yeah. Would you explain to me why it is that because of your political beliefs or your religious beliefs, you have the right to destroy someone's life? Explain that to me. Uh, you know, I said when, when this whole religion thing, I mean, religion war has been going on since the beginning of man. Yeah. And I right, always said, right. if you're willing to kill someone over religion, start with yourself. Yeah. Just start with yourself, man. And then, yeah, there you go. Mm. Well, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I suppose not. But imagine it doesn't. Uh, yeah, I'd have to agree with you. No, I won't do that. No, I just, I, I don't understand. If you're so faithful in your religion or so faithful to your politics, how do you not know that nonviolence is the way to, the way to go? How, yeah. how do you not know that? Right now there's a big problem in India. There's some sort of huge problem oh, yeah, going on and every and each side the muslims are blaming the hindus, hindus. Yep, the hindus and the hindus are blaming the muslims well, and it's like they're all fighting religious war is never going to end no no apparently not i don't explain to me how your god is better than mine well what we need we need their everybody's every kind of religion mm -hmm. their leaders to start talking about the peaceful aspects of religion yeah, well, that's what it's because for. Because to tell you the truth, I don't want, you know, if you want to recruit everybody to your religion, I don't really want to join a religion that is all about hate and violence. I would rather join a religion that's about peace, love, harmony, and all that, you know, hippie stuff. Right? Hippie stuff for Catherine. Well, unless you're a maniac. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I, I talk about this once in a while, that when I was seven years old, I was in third grade. You know, because I started school early. And in third grade is when they start the, the, the confession and the communion and all that stuff in the Catholic Church. And I remember being seven years old going, nobody's going to burn in hell over lying. <laughs> I mean, it, come on. It depends on how big the lie is. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. You're probably right. But even as a seven-year-old, I went, that's, that's not true. Come on. Nobody, nobody's that severe. Well, and as a seven-year-old, you can't conceive of Satan telling a lie that's big enough to put you into that's right. hell. Well, that's probably true. But, I yeah. mean, look at some of what these world leaders are doing. I yeah. hope they do end up in hell. 
You know, it's that funny. was a tough year for me. I went to a Catholic school my whole life, and the, the school mm-hmm. I went to, they actually taught you both sides. They really, really did, which Good. is very surprising back in that time. You know, I'm 55, so I went. I was went started grade school, and I don't know if I was born in '64, so whatever year you start, '70s. So yeah, '70s. So they they actually taught science, creation, and evolution, and they actually told you like everything in the Bible's pretty much. You know, you have to you have to think about what it's saying. It's all yeah. metaphor, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. metaphors. You know. They taught you that, though. They didn't teach you it's fact. You know, you're going to go to hell if this happens. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's just pretty cool that they did that. I yes. don't really understand why anyone would think that God would judge you based on your faith. I mean, you either believe in God or you don't. I mean, I don't understand. You, you, so you think God sitting up in heaven going, oh, you know, you're the Hindus and the Muslims. Uh, one of you is wrong. You know, no, the, you're not. You know what the funny part is, Tom? If you if you read all the religious books like the Quran, the Bible, mm-hmm. they're all pretty close to the mm-hmm. same book. <laughs> they are. They're pretty close to the same book. Well, the it's all, they, this is all about are all very very similar because yeah, they're yeah. all they're all descended from uh, Abraham, hence the name. So it's mm-hmm. like you know where when Abraham uh, was he the, he wasn't what was what did he do precisely? <laughs> I don't Abraham. even remember. He saw a burning bush, didn't he? Was that a, that was Abraham? Wasn't I think that might have been Abraham. He was like the the original prophet of God. So every yeah, all right, of the religions, right. Judaism, Islam, Christianity, they all believe what he said. It's just the stuff that happened after that that they don't agree on. I have a good friend named Steve Hunter. He knows every single person like yeah? in this in that realm. Like he knows their cousin who was who, oh, God, who, who, who moved really? away. Y'all, he's I'm not kidding. Is he you. a master of defin- he, div- divinity? He is a master. He is a ma- he will tell you every single detail mm. where they lived, when they lived there, when they moved, who they married, who their cousin was, why they wow. went there. He's I've never heard anything like it. He's really good. You know what my favorite thing in religion is? Between Jews and Muslims, you spell Sarah wrong. Really? That's your big argument? Is that I add an H and you don't? That's your big religious argument? It isn't the spelling. It's the family line. Well, it's the same person. Well, they're fighting about the family line. Oh, God. Or disagreeing, I should say. So is it Cain and Abel's kids? Is that who's still fighting? Cain's fighting Abel's kids? Well, Abel died pretty young, so I don't think so. Yeah, he got killed by Cain, didn't he? Yes, he did. That's not a good thing when your own brother kills you. No. You know what I mean? No, never a good thing. I don't, like I said, I, I, it's nice if you believe in goodness, which is believing in God. Now, that's, goodness is God. You being a prick to everybody because of what they believe is not goodness. So knock it off. I don't understand why right? anybody would even care. Exactly. I don't care what faith you are. But then you have places that are completely brainwashed from birth. Yeah, that's like, true. You see some of this footage of like Iran, for example. They're taught a lot of weird stuff from birth. Yeah. Well, so are Catholics, and I grew up Catholic. Yeah, but so I mean, like, I love but I mean, like they hate certain groups, like the the, the yeah, anti-American, yeah. the American Satan thing. They they're taught that from right. birth, which is kind of weird. 
Well, but that's because America succeeded and they didn't, and they're jealous. And that's just, that's all that is. Well, you know, the, the, the coronavirus is really hurting them hard right now. Mm. It um, is, yeah. Oh, no, Iran, I yeah. just saw some footage from Iran. They're really yeah. hurt. Their dollar's dropping yeah, like a rock. Their money mm-hmm. and their their government is sick. Their their the pre, the the head guys are all sick. How about that French guy? How's he doing since the coronavirus uh, came out? Uh, lost fifteen billion dollars in the stock market. <laughs> Holy hell! That's a big hit, brother. Yeah. What? He lost fifteen billion dollars so far how, this year. How many billions did he have in the first place? He's the second richest man in the world, so I'm assuming he's about over a hundred billion. Yeah, uh, so that's nothing. toilet paper to yeah. him. And it, it, I wipe my butt. With I it. wipe my butt with it, billions. It, it, it'll be it'll be double what it what it lost tomorrow. So. Well, you're probably right. You're probably right. We have to take a break, and we'll be right back. We got a, a special guest coming up in the next segment with the family. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The X-Chat Gap, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The X-Chat Gap. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. X-Check, safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020 and let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. We're rocking out, man. That's all I have to say. Pretty subdued rock. You had a lot of instrumentals going on, yeah. Yeah, it was a different version of rocking out. That's all yeah, I have to say. There is. Let me know when Jennifer's ready to go, if you would, Andrew. She is. All right. She is now Jennifer mm-hmm. Boracuevas. Jennifer, how are you? Hi. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, no question about it. The one thing I do have to get out of the way, because we're going to be talking about Harvey Weinstein, is the fact that on Curb Your Enthusiasm... Jeff Garland looks a lot like Harvey Weinstein, so they're attacking him like there's no tomorrow on that show, and he's not even the right guy. 
It's very well, funny. They, they did an episode of it of him doing that. They did. Yeah, yeah it was re- did. it was really funny too, man. <laughs> it was really good. So, uh, Jennifer, the thing that upsets me the most about this, Jennifer here is here to talk about Harvey Weinstein taking a Bellevue Hospital with chest pains. Uh, yeah. So, do you think this is all about panic? You know, look, I <laughs> I've been doing the media tour, trying to you know answer this million-dollar question here. I do want to say that I haven't examined him. However, um, the symptoms that Harvey is presenting with could be cardiac or they could actually be panic. So I don't really know. However, um, I understand he's on day three of his stay there now at Bellevue. So Mm -hmm. I, I... I wouldn't be surprised if he was receiving some psychiatric uh, treatment there. Well, he's needed it for a lot longer than just what's going on these days. He is a uh, not an attractive man who got a bunch of power, and he decided that that's the way he was going to be attractive to people because I'm very, very wealthy, and to women, I'm very powerful, and I'll do whatever I want to do. I'm, I hope he spends the rest of his life in prison. Forcing, him, forcing yourself on any other human is disgusting to me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's traumatizing. These women, um, you know, there's a whole aftermath that they live of um, rape trauma. And I'm hoping that the verdict, even though it was the lesser of the the charges, it will start the healing process for them. Yes. Yeah, no question about it. I can tell you what's wrong with him right now, though. He's talking about a guy who's lived the top tier of luxury for the last, what, 30 years. Yeah. And now he's going to be in a four-by-eight cell, and that's hitting in mm-hmm. reality. And who, who's not going to freak out on that? Yeah. Well, and if I could add, you know, I was saying this yesterday um, uh, on a show that, you know, I do believe that that moment of reckoning that Harvey Weinstein must have had when the verdict was read... Um, probably did bring him to his knees in terms of him realizing that he is never going to live the life that he once lived and that um, he (laughs) might possibly be be behind bars for the rest of his days. So I do see how that could um, make him a psychiatric concern, you know, as a ward of the prison Mm -hmm. now. Um, and, and I do believe that um, that's, you know, why he is being treated at Bellevue. Again, I haven't examined him, but right, I'm sure right. that moment of reckoning for him brought him to his knees. Now, as we move forward, we're talking to Jennifer Bohr Cuevas, uh, New York uh, social worker. And I understand that uh, I used to live at 20th Street and 2nd Avenue. I love New York. There's no doubt about it. Love living in Manhattan. It's been a few years now, but I just what I'm about to say. I want you to know that I loved living in New York and I love the city. But one thing about being a New York social worker is you're never going to run out of work, Jennifer. You're teed up for the rest of time. You know, right? It's, it's so it's so true. It's so true. I do a lot of uh, trauma work, and I'm a uh, disaster mental health worker for the Red Cross. Um, oh, New God. York, New York, for New York State. 
And uh, New York State is considered to have uh, some of the most highly trained Red Cross workers because we are one of the states that is at most risk for terrible things happening. So, yeah, it's true. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you do it. I volunteered, I volunteered at our local hospital here. We have the number one trauma center in our state in, in Minneapolis at HCMC, and I volunteered at the trauma unit. And the mental health people were the biggest thing that I couldn't deal with because you can't reason with them. You can't talk. It's, it's just, I don't know how you do it. But, you know, a lot of the work yep. I do is not with people who are, it's not that, I don't always deal with people who um, aren't reality-based. A lot of the work I deal with is um, the people that I deal with are people who are um, in disaster or are in trauma. And one of the most rewarding parts of the work is seeing the resilience that people have. And just when they think they're not going to make it, they do. You know, and, and that's what keeps me going back for more. And, and what amazes me the most are the children. You should see. See how resilient children are when they are in, in a traumatic situation or a, in some sort of disaster. Um, it really is amazing. It's very rewarding work. <laughs> you know, Jennifer, I, I have to tell you thank you because I, I really have a clear understanding of how hard your job really is. I have a very good friend. He spent his entire career as a uh, sociologist, psychologist, psychiatrist, um, and he specialized for many years, and then he finally had to step away. He specialized taking care of families who have lost a little child. I Man, I used to sit with him, Jennifer, and I just go, how do you do this? Every day wow. he would have to go to a family who had just lost a, a one-year-old, three-year-old, a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. You people do amazing work, Jennifer, and I want you to know how much I appreciate that, and the world appreciates oh. it. I couldn't Thank do it. You. I could not. I'm not tough enough. I'm not tough like you, Jennifer. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I have a, an army behind me. And I'm not embarrassed to say that people who do the work that I do, you need to take care of yourself and you need to stay centered. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ashamed to say that I have my own, you know, therapist that I check in with on a monthly basis just to you know, keep myself centered because the work is very challenging and I encourage people oh, yeah. to to have that person in their lives to speak with. It, it really makes a difference in, in your mental health. <laughs> I could see it. Jennifer, explain to me how it is that the people in Hollywood and in New York knew what Harvey Weinstein was doing, but because he passed work and money their way, they just ignored it. How can you do that? I could never have ignored it. No way. Meaning, your question is, how could Harvey Weinstein do what he did, or how is it he got no. away with it for so long? Well, no. How did people know the, who these big shot actors knew he was doing that, and they did nothing about it because they benefited from knowing him? You know, it, look, it was a double-edged sword. Um, I, I believe that people knew that he was a vehicle in which they could that they needed to utilize to, to mm-hmm. you know, move up into their acting career. Um, and I, I think that, you know, for the, the survivors who were assaulted by him, you know, they, they're able to compartmentalize the physical assault and sort of coexist 
with them and not yeah. not really deal with it so that Harvey Weinstein wouldn't have ruined their lives. It was the lesser of the evils. So I think this is what the Me Too movement, the momentum in the Me Too movement now is saying that this is not okay. And I do believe that <clears throat> that the law made a, a, a lesson out of Harvey Weinstein um, Good. to show that this is not okay. But sadly, you know, the people who are assaulted are able to, um, to are able to sort of coexist with the trauma and and not tell anybody and and even see their their assaulter on a daily basis. It does happen. It is possible. So that's how he got away with it for so long. And and now we're I think we're in a new we're in a new time and and. I, not that I think Harvey Weinstein, this is going to be the last Harvey Weinstein we will ever, right, right. We will ever uh-huh. encounter, but I am hoping that people of influence, power, money, may think twice before they think that they're untouchable. But, you know, this happens every day on a lower level in our, in our less, you know, wealthier neighborhoods where the somebody of power is doing the same exact thing, yeah. you know, multiple girls a week. But nobody talks about that. But it is happening every day. And it's it's highly underreported because it's so hard to prove. And people know. I mean, in, in pop psychology, we know how hard it is to convict somebody of an assault or a rape, you know, due to minimal evidence, her word against his or even his word against hers, um, you know, and then sort of, you know, the emotion and the facts, teasing out what's emotional testimony, what's factual testimony. These crimes are very hard to uh, ever get a conviction on, and that's why so many people underreport it because they feel like, well, what's the point in me even putting myself out there to um, challenge it when there's a good chance that perpetrator may get away with it. And so I I think that's another lesson that uh, our country learned the other day is that, um, you know, Harvey Weinstein, people like Harvey Weinstein, um, we are, the Me Too movement, um, we are going to uh, try to make these crimes uh, increase the rate in which they are convicted. So I think that that is also what what came to light the other day. But it's, it's Jennifer, very I know, sad. It is very very sad. I know we only have a few more minutes left, but I do want to ask you: How do men get in their heads? It's okay for me to do this. I, I don't understand. Now, look, I was raised by my mother and my sister, so I was raised by women. So that was, this would never occur to me. But how do men talk themselves? In fact, I can force myself on any woman out there. That's just the way things are. You know, it's not really that men talk or people who perpetrate, you know, sexual assault Mm. talk themselves into it. It's more about the personality structure of the person. It's more about Mm, their own pathological blueprint. So, again, I, you know, preface what I'm going to say that I haven't, examined Harvey Weinstein. However, when I look at his profile, uh, what I see is either somebody who is at the least a malignant narcissist or at the worst a sociopath. 
So it's really the personality uh, disorder of the person, their pathology that allows them to cross over the threshold uh, and and um, give in to their impulses than somebody without those sorts of mental health um, uh, problems. And and I have to tell you, I mean, I've, I've always said this, I, I, I would almost rather treat somebody who is not reality-based because they are, there's more um, a rate of curing those people with medicine and therapy and whatnot. Um, but people with personality disorders, they cannot be cured. Mm-hmm. They cannot be changed. So somebody like Harvey Weinstein is somebody with that sort of, of mental health profile. Uh, and we can't fathom how they are, you know, how they, they do what they do, because because you probably don't have a personality disorder. <laughs> people who well, can't you fathom yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard for people to wrap their heads around how people, get a, how people could do this, but it, it really is pathological. Ladies and gentlemen, the story appears in Variety.com, uh, Harvey Weinstein Hospital. With chest pains, you want to look it up. Uh, New York social worker Jennifer Bohr Cuevas. Jennifer, thanks so much for your time. It, it just any way that I can help understand why someone would do the things that people do, the better my day is. So thank you for your time today. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. You too. We'll be back in a couple minutes with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. The Looking Glass. Andy, I just talked to your mother. Yeah, looking, is it Looking Glass? Yeah, Brandy. Brandy by Looking Glass. Great song. Um, 
I just talked to your mother uh, about this, and I'll ask you guys the same question I asked her, and she her response was, of course, narcissism, and I I understand that. I just don't know, as a as a grown man, how you talk yourself in the fact that it's okay for you to rape women because you're so powerful. I don't get that don't at all. Get, and she said, narcissism. I don't even get men who are extremely hit on women. Like I don't even get that. Right, like, right. I, it bothers me. That bothers me. Just that part of it. So, and and guys that talk about women to other guys, like when a girl leaves room, I just I uh, I don't even know what to say to those people. So I don't get any of it. It's way out of my realm. But I, it does well, I, bother me that a million people. There's a million Harvey Weinstein's a day doing right. the same thing that don't that don't have any right. money that nobody's talking about. They only t- you know he only got charged because he's a rich, fit, powerful guy. But mm-hmm. but there's a million of them. Well, what's interesting is I, I think when somebody like Harvey Weinstein starts out, it's, oh, you know, oh, I'll, somebody's willing to sleep with me to get apart. This mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. Why aren't all women willing to sleep with me to get right. apart? You right. know, this it, it, it becomes like a, a thing in their head. It's like, oh, well, what's her face gave it up? So everybody should do it. What do you mean saying no to me as they become more and more powerful and everybody's kissing their ass because they've got money and power? They just start believing that this is their divine right. It, it happens a lot in the drug dealer world. Well, yeah. A lot. Like a lot. So, yeah. Hardcore drug addicts are not will do mentally healthy. To get those drugs. Right. So, but. You know, there's a lot of drug dealers raping girls every yep. day. And, but, mm, absolutely. God. And nobody gives a crap. Nope. Which is sad. I don't get where the joy is of having sex with someone who doesn't want to have sex with you. Well, I don't these, understand that at all. people aren't doing it for joy. They're just doing it for just a little a fun mm. little power trip. I don't get it's people. All, so it's all about how they're, they're, they're so sick. lame. They're yeah. sick. I guess that must be what it is. It's just mommy was mean to me or my dad hated me or something. There's something missing in you, in your heart and in your head to be able to act like that. I'm sure you could take a a bucket full of a hundred narcissists and not every narcissist in the bucket is going to turn out to be a rapist. Right. They might steal people's money or Mm -hmm. do something else, you know, but they're not all going to be rapists. It's just... I don't know. There's, like she said, who can figure out what crazy people think? Right. If you, like she said, if you have a personality disorder, it's, it's un, unfixable. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean, if? In your case, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> I don't know. It's just so odd to me. I mean, I can't even stand there and watch it with strangers. No. Guys abusing women. I don't even know the woman or the man. I can't. I cannot watch it. That's can't what I, do that's it. What I, I can't. Even watching guys hit on girls aggressively, I can't. I can't watch it. Yeah, there was a very popular group of girls when I was in junior high, and they were picking on this young man that had some developmental problems. Oh, that's funny. And I remember telling them, you know, what the hell are you doing? You guys have everything going for you, and you have to spend your day being mean to this guy why, why are you doing this why and it was like okay that was it for Catherine's popularity <laughs> that, that hasn't you changed the in schools today either kids no. Still no. 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 Kids. no I just I don't understand the upside one thing I, and I've talked about this on the air before I was very very happy and very proud of the people that I hung up uh, hung out with in, in grade school and high school and all that 
My friends would never have allowed someone to act like that in our group. If they saw somebody on the street picking on a, a girl or a woman or a little kid, they weren't picking on them for long, I'll tell you that. My friends were really good about defending people who couldn't defend themselves. Well, I don't even know if you can. Can you help anybody on the street now? <laughs> Probably not anymore, yeah. I mean, you know, you've got to think that the crazy, the perpetrator's got a knife or a gun or, you know, has a has a great social media following so yeah. they'll ruin your life on, yeah. on Twitter. I, it's just sad. Yep, it the is. whole thing is. You know, we've gotten to the point now, too. Catherine and I went for a walk last night, and we're walking Judy, you know, walking the dog. Judith. And there are these people walking in front of us. All of a sudden, this guy holding a gallon plastic jug of some kind of red liquid comes screaming at the people in front of us. F you, you effing, just screaming at him. Then what he called him, salt and pepper or something? Yeah, he was, that, I don't know, a middle-aged guy walking with his family, and he, they were walking a dog. He called him a salt and pepper mf'er. Right. I mean, from across the street. I mean, he just was like walking down the street, just ranting and raving. What kind of drug is that? Yeah, what could is it? Calling the everybody drug called the, the big schizophrenia. F. Yeah, it could be on bath salts or something. Or, yeah. He seemed r- like super crazy high. Oh, God, he did. Mm. No doubt just about it. Just running around just in this, this angry this look was, on his this face. This was east of Dixie? Uh, yes. Really? One, bl- one block. Oh, one block. Why, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get close well, to Dixie. You yeah. yeah. You know, that's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, we're too close to Dixie. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was one of the things that was great because it was a what, like a Spanish uh, family in front of us, right? Yeah, I think or so. Some some kind of Spanish family, or whatever. And the young kid, it was in pretty good shape. I will tell you that. The young guy looks at Kathy and goes. Yeah, I could have taken him out, but I figured, why? Yeah, I said, I said, welcome to Palm Be- West, West Palm Beach. You know, you know, I remember when it wasn't like that. Dixie wasn't that way in that area. Yeah. Dixie always had spots yeah. that were bad, like up in Northwood area. Dixie was always bad. right, but down, down, you know, down that way. I remember when it wasn't bad, and when the crack craze came through in the '80s, mm-hmm. literally, I'm not kidding you. You watched it every day. Another block would be boarded up on Dixie. And it was lawyers, doctors, everybody got addicted to crack in in South Florida in the Uh, 80s. It's just, it came through like the flu. And it it wiped it out. And it never recovered. It never did, ever. It's still parts of Dixie that never came back. I I just don't understand why people can't just, you know, like Nancy Reagan says. Just say no to Just drugs. Just say no. Yeah, Why are they did, doing all these drugs? That Why? drug and, and now opiates really did severe damage. Yes, to it's the entire true. country. Yes, it is severe absolutely damage. true. So. Yes. Well, and the other thing, let's not forget that we don't allow infor- law enforcement to do their jobs anymore. <laughs> Speaking of that, St. Paul. Speaking just, of that, St. Paul just passed the thing. I don't know if you've seen this. They have twelve new crimes now that you're not. You can't call nine one one about. Andy Pike can pull Oh up Jesus! Actually, I have a oh, list God. on my phone. Oh, God. Uh, oh, twelve God. crimes that you have to only report online. And here they are. Damage to property, fraud and forgery, harassing phone calls, illegal dumping, lost of lost property, theft, including car theft, robbery, where force of threat was used. You have to all and theft of auto or theft from auto all had to be reported online only. 
And you have why? Because they don't. They say they don't. They they had so many nine one one calls unresponded to last year because they have cops going to these nine one one calls that they can't do anything to. So if someone stole your car, and this is what I, I listened to the, the the city guy talk. He said if someone stole, steals your car and a cop comes out to your house, what's he going to look at? Nothing's there. There's no right. car to look at. There's nothing. What's he going to do? You know, they actually and they said they actually said barbecue grill. If somebody stole your barbecue grill. What are they going to do? There's nothing to fingerprint. Mm-hmm. Even though they won't fingerprint it anyway. Nancy had ten thousand dollars worth of camera gear stolen out of her car. They broke into it. Right. They didn't fingerprint her car. They didn't do anything. They just all right. What happens if I'm done? If I'm illegally dumping a body, will they take that? <laughs> yeah, can you call in call? that? No, that is Is that something online. they would take? Online oh, okay. only. <laughs> and that right. means, listen, that means you have to, ha- and you have to have a valid email address. So that means you have to have a computer. You have to have. So they're they're assuming everyone has an email and a computer. Yeah, they are. So what is if you don't have a computer? What if you don't have a smartphone? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. What happens if you don't? Most elderly people don't, and a lot of maybe people... a slip a slip a note under their door. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you and go. And I'm sure Minneapolis will follow within weeks. Oh yeah. That's uh, unbelievable. I, I just, I. When are we going to learn? You need law enforcement to protect the rest of <laughs> like us. I, said, I just want to know where all of this money's going. We just keep paying more and more property taxes, more and more income taxes, more and more and more and more taxes, 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 and we and we and we're getting less and less and less services. I just, where's it going? We have this this huge surplus in Minnesota. Huge. It's massive. Yeah. So why can't we afford some protection? It's it's a it's a way to get noticed by a national platform. Oh, so that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. One hundred percent. So I can get a bigger job than the one I have now. Yes. You can't record. You can't report your crime. Yes, that's all it's about. It's one hundred percent. That would be narcissism. It it's that, that's exactly what it is. one hundred percent. That's what Jacob Fry. That's what they're all. They're all just trying to get noticed by the national platform, so they can get a better job. It's just unbelievable. So they're using us. People are being harmed because they want a bigger job. One hundred percent. It's just disgusting. Uh, how do you live with yourself, you disgusting little punk? They're telling themselves that they're doing the right thing. Mm. Is uh, is Melvin Carter as, as little as Jacob Fry? He's a little guy too, isn't he? Yeah, they're about the same. Maybe and again, he, he I got nothing against little taller. guys. I don't. I got nothing against little guys. It's got nothing to do with. It. I got. I have a friend that's five feet tall, and he's a great guy. That's not what I'm talking about. But some guys who are that little. They can't stand it, and they will do anything to get power. Anything. Well, I, you I, noticed that, J- haven't you? I, know, I was friends with Jacob Fry before he was mayor. And right. I know Jacob. Jacob's a dangerous person. He, he's, he can really do a lot of harm to the city of Minneapolis. And people always say, oh, you got sour grapes because he, he won. I'm like, I have no sour grapes. I've known him for a long time. I, and he's a like mm-hmm. he's a like guy, but he's, he knows exactly what he's doing, and he's only doing the things he's doing to get noticed by the National Democratic platform because he wants to move up. He moved here from the D.C. area just to run. I mean, his mm-hmm. wife's a lobbyist. Yep. He's an attorney. It's all written in stone. And he knew he could talk people into voting for him here because that's what uh, that party does in Minnesota. Yep. 
I don't know. I would. I like it a lot more. Well, and by the way, when that guy was screaming at the people in front of us, and you know, and I mean, he he was acting like he was very angry and about to get really violent, and the security people stood there and watched him do it because they can't do anything about it. I mean, what is that? Yeah, I don't. It didn't used to be that way. I remember. I remember the time, especially right where you guys are. I lived right in the same area. If, if you've seen a car that you didn't recognize come down the street, you used to be able to call and say, "Hey, there's a suspicious yeah. car driving around," and they'd be out there in two seconds. Mm-hmm. You can still do that in Wyzetta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can still do it in Wyzetta. Don't you can worry still about do it, it. in Palm Beach too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, on the island, sure. for sure. Yeah, yeah sure I, when I lived on, on Jungle, I could call, and they, I'd say, it's, there's a suspicious car driving down the street. They'd be out there in two seconds. Well, that's how it should be. You know, we here's the thing that I don't like about making these calls is I pay my taxes. I would like something for my money, if you don't mind. Well, you might get less and less every year. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be every year. I don't know what to tell you. I, all I do know is that we got to take a break here, and then we'll come back with hour two. Got another great guest coming up in the second hour. Mm-hmm. We will be back in just a few minutes with the family.